Let, let's see if it picks up, like, removing this post-it note. It totally fucking did. That's, am- <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Dude. We just upped our game so uh, much, man. Yeah, let's play it back. Let's okay, see let's how it sounds. Welcome to Words for Dinner, the podcast that takes everything you thought you knew about the universe and questions it and then makes you feel kind of weird about yourself. I'm Max. And I'm Mike. Today is our first podcast of 2017. So we're going to spend it doing what all of us do in the beginning of a new year. Drink. Looking backwards. But we're not drinking? We'll drink later. Okay. So we're going to look back. On the interesting year that was 2016, and we're going to call up the word of the year from 2016, mm. which, uh, or not the only word of the year, there were many word of the years, right, but right, right. specifically Merriam-Webster's word of the year, mm. surreal. We're going to look at well, surreal. We are. We, we might even get surreal as we look at surreal. We might. We might just start saying things. That you know how sense. we roll. Yeah. I mean. Listen, listeners. You know how we roll. <laughs> You guys know us. I feel like at some <laughs> at some point we have to have a conversation about what's the difference between surreal yeah. and uh, not being organized. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like we're somewhere in that zone, right? Like we're you know, we're organized sometimes. <laughs> like we read stuff about words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we're absurd a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absurd. It's kind of like this kind of um I like to think that we're we're the podcast equivalent of waiting for Godot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that that when people listen to us, they they know they're going on a journey that might not make much sense right. and keeps repeating itself over and over and right. over again. We do tend to get into feedback loops. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it helps us to to say something more meaningful. Yeah, we just repeat ourselves for a while, and then eventually we come to something else. Yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. I like it. So yeah. tell me, how's uh, 2017 going for you? 20 so far. We're three days in. Oh, my God. We'll let let everybody in on when we're recording this, you know, so they have a little background. Oh um, but yeah, we're three days into 2017. How is it looking so far for you? Well, you know what's weird is, like, you now that you mentioned that, like, this year has been awesome so far. Yeah. Good. That's good. Tell me more. Well... You don't have to get too. What I'm about to say actually contradicts what I just said. So take it with a grain of salt. Okay. I think maybe I'm a little biased right now. I feel okay. I had my favorite cereal this morning. Maybe that's why I say that 2017 is awesome. Nice. Uh, But because actually the next thing I'm about to say contradicts that. But uh, we're a couple days in, right? Mm -hmm. So about 50% of 2017, I've been hungover. Okay. Okay. So for a day and a half, you've yeah. been hungover. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So <laughs> okay. for those of you at home, don't worry about me. I, I'm not an addict. I don't have problems. Well, beyond, well. You're old. I do have You're just old. Alcoholism isn't one of my problems. Yeah. Extreme old age is one of my problems. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm actually glued together, piecemeal style. Nice. Like a like a walking, like an exquisite corpse, you might say. Wow, nice. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there. Right? That was very, very clever. How was your 2017? 2017 has been pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, every year, every year, I make uh, the pledge to read an hour a day. Oh, nice. Every day. Nice. Right? 
my overall <laughs> plan, right, is a seven-year plan of doing that. And we, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think one of our first first three episodes, or one of the, one of those episodes, when we when we actually <laughs> talked a lot more about like other stuff than yeah, yeah, yeah. than the word, right? For sure. Um, but uh, I'm I'm on track. Uh, yep. I mean, I haven't read the hour today, but or <laughs> have I? No, I'm actually almost done with the hour today. Oh, I'm almost done with the hour today. Nice. Uh, I think I only have like five more minutes left with so, the hour today. But 2017 was a smashing success. Yes, but I, I in 2016 <laughs> I made the same deal and I only got halfway through August. Oh yeah, uh, yeah for yeah. an hour a day. Well, we all know what happens in August, man. Well, it's not like I. Do. Well, I continued to read, right? I just like every hour I cross off the day, you know. So like I'm just. Four months behind. <laughs> whatever, man. Whatever. It's fine. We all know you were at the beach cavorting. Oh, fine. yeah. Fine. Yeah, you know, me and sand. Just, yeah. just, you just you I get it. in there. You do I not hate sand. You do not like nature. I hate sand. I. It's not that I hate nature. I actually like the woods. You do? Right, I do. I just not when it's wet because then there's bugs. Mm. Right? But I like the woods. <laughs> I like being in houses that can see nature from a distance. Sure. You know, houses are made of the nature. Yes, you take right. nature and you rearrange it, and it's a house. a house. I know it's it's magnificent. I just stare at my floorboards all day. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm in the woods. Uh, no, but I really dislike the sand. I don't dislike the beach. Yeah. I just dislike sand. Yeah, I have poor balance on sand, mm. and my feet really like sink in. Yeah, and and, and That's like normal. they just it's no, it's not good. You know, what other you people do. like walk like normal people on mm. sand. Mm. Yeah. I look like I'm about to fall at all each step. <laughs> it's just it's terrible. This is absolutely terrible, and I hate it. And it gets like hot, and then it's yeah. like everywhere, and I mean, it's just too much. I would prefer yeah to like. I mean, I could walk out onto sand. Put a chair down, sit, umbrella, book, be good. You're you're fine. Yeah, but playing in the sand, not cool. Mm-hmm. My daughter loves playing in the sand. Right, right. She loves eating sand. She likes. She eats she it. She eats sand. That is that is totally absurd. It, we had a rough time when we went to the beach last, because she kept eating sand. Well, <laughs> and she like wouldn't stop, and then she thought it was a game. Oh yeah. Because yeah, we yeah. gave her water, or I gave her water. Excuse me, she didn't give herself water. I gave her water to rinse out her mouth from yeah. the sand that she tried to eat. Yeah. And then she was like, "That was fun," because she got to spit it out, and right. she can't spit. It. Right? She mm-hmm. she gets in trouble if she spits on a day to day basis. Right, right. So she was like, "Oh, this so is this right. is just a fraught situation." And then she, she can't eat the sand, sand in her she mouth. She can't spit the thing. And then she's like, "I need water to rinse out the it's sand." Like, Stop yeah. putting things in your mouth, yeah. child. Kids just do it Kids, all the time. Why are they always putting things in their mouths? I don't know. It, it, they're trying to learn their environment. I'm doing that too, but at least there's a time and a place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I put? You know what I put in there now? Exclusively buffalo chicken sandwiches. I know. That's the way to go. And a toothbrush sometimes, but that doesn't stay in there. I just move it in and out, and then yeah. I take it out. Nice. A toothbrush after the buffalo chicken sandwich. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, so let's get yeah. I personally, personally, I mean, I think I would rather spend this entire time. I have a, a lot of questions for you about the sand that I still have on my mind. It's fine, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to say this up. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about what the heck is going on right now, and where am I, and where are you, and is this room real or not? In other words, is it real or is it surreal? Is it super real? And what does all this have to do with our podcast? This is a good question. Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that question. But I think what <laughs> you're means, really asking... Good. 
<laughs> is to get into the word. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Okay. Cool. Uh, so the word that we chose to say, and I don't think we're going to have a lot to talk about with this word because we're going to focus on the word surreal, right? Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about surrealism, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of like outline for people. Mm-hmm. But really, we're going to focus on that word surreal mm-hmm. and the you know Merriam-Webster choosing it for 2016. And I think I think it would be nice for both of us to kind of reflect back. In 2016, a little bit, right? Um, specifically yeah. in words and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe nice at the end. So, and then we have a, we did a fun little game before we started recording. So we'll read the product of that. As some of you may notice, I think our sound is really good. We bought a new mic. This is our 2017 gift to the podcast, right? You know, because our I, I I do want to say like I think that for for um, you know people make a big deal about making you know. Uh, uh, what's it called? New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And I think for the podcast, I think both you and I have kind of made the resolution to to take it more seriously. So we put our money yeah. where our mouths are. We yeah. bought a new mic. We're on our way to you know. Nobody can replace more... you. Do not talk about that. Well, I'm not. Stop sure it. What you? Oh, oh, this mic. Yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. Right. That was good. Yeah, that was clever. Mm-hmm. At least one other person is laughing <laughs> at that joke right now. Nobody else. Everybody else flew right over their head. Just Thank like, you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. But we yeah, just, you know what? You know what we should probably do? Um, we should look at this and say, "Do we need a pop screen?" We should look at this episode yeah, later and be like, right. "Pop screen." In fact, listeners should email us if they hear all too many popping sounds, yeah. and we'll take yeah. care of it. Anyway, <clears throat> so let's get into the word. Yeah. yeah. So word. we got this word surreal, right? <laughs> yes. And that was chosen by Merriam-Webster as the word. Of yeah. Here. So let's go back in time mm. a little. Few days, <laughs> a couple of days, and figure out where its origins are, why it came about. Nice. So the word surreal, right? I think the first interesting thing about it is that it is a back formation. So now we are we're again that throwing is down dirt, the that knowledge. Is dirty. I know. Wait, it that's does sound, oh, wait, I'm thinking of something else. Actually, sorry. does sound kind of <laughs> dirty, right? But like like band geek dirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did the back formation, you know, you know, like marching band. M- me and the me and the first clarinetist, right? <laughs> the back formation. Nice, I like. You know, it. like you know, it's like you're making a marching band joke. Anyway, yeah, so nice. uh, but it's like dirty and weird. I like anyway. how it got dirty at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a back formation, which you know we've dealt with other words that have like interesting uh, backgrounds and interesting kind of. Uh, Starts, you know, where like yeah. moist word aversion and things like that. Moist, uh, yeah, where we've done stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone clicked. <laughs> um, so, um, so it's a back formation. So surreal comes from mm. surrealism, right? Or at least the contemporary definition. We'll see a little complication. So that's that's early. what a back formation is, right? Yeah, it's you take the, the actually the the word. Which sounds like it was the first word. Sounds like it's the root word. The right? root word yeah. is not. So we're mm-hmm. dealing with surreal and surrealism. You would think surreal is the first one and surrealism was the second. Mm-hmm. Oh, contraire. Yeah. Actually, surreal is not the root. That's true. And it's, it's back formations. Yeah, back formations are super interesting. That is so there's a, there's a couple other ones uh, to kind of give you guys an example of what we mean by that. Um, and so... For uh, so, for example, it seems like, like you said, surreal came before surrealism, right? Yeah. That like surrealism grows out of surreal, but in fact, it's the opposite. You take the ism off, and you get the new word. Boom. Similar to uh, burglar and uh, to burgle. Right. 
That's a good example. So to burgle seems like it is the root word, like burgle is the re- root word of burglar. Yeah. But it's not. Burglar came first, right? Yeah. Which is first. What's interesting about that is I believe burgle is a word now. But it that's, is. Right, that's what you're talking about. So it, it came popped after. up after. Yeah. And then the other big Which example. honestly, let's be real. I mean, that makes sense because, I mean, that word, I mean, come on. Yeah. That's a dumb word. Well, to burgle? Yeah, it sounds dumb. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about band, and now it sounds like burg. Like, I feel like I'm saying bugle. Right, right. You know, well, yeah. A bugler. And, and also, like, it's, it's sort of like, I don't know, it like uh, trivializes anybody who's actually been burgled. Being burgled is probably traumatic. Yeah. But, like, when you I, say the word burgle, it's like, oh, did you drop your um, gum in the, in the sewer? No, it, you know what it feels <laughs> like? Is it feels like you've just been tickled. Yeah, right? like yeah. it's the word for like being a tickle attacked. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. I was burgled. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but ro- robbed has like you know robbed is the robbed is better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. you know yeah. theft. Our, anyway. uh, words for dinner advice, official advice. Yeah, use robbed instead of burgled. Yeah, which is better for you. Yeah, if you want to be funnier, use burgled. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good lesson. I feel like right. maybe twenty seventeen is the year of lessons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, and then the other example is uh, scavenge and scavenger. Mm. But scavenger is the original word to scavenge or scavenge came after. Which I think, you know, that's that's important to kind of have those ideas or those kind of examples in the background. Yeah. But before we talk about surreal, we got to talk about surrealism, which came first, right? Um, so the word surrealism, right, uh, was originally coined by a pioneer. <laughs> Nope, nope, got it wrong. It's a French guy. Yep, I'm and actually, up. he's not the most well-known French guy in terms of the history of this word either. Yeah, uh, I would. I I always read Brighton. it as Guillaume Guillaume Apollinaire Apollinaire. Damn, we are awful human beings. For yeah, not looking this up beforehand. Anyway, who's you know, the who's the most important one? So it's Andre Breton, right? Which I did. Look up. Um, Andre Breton is the one who kind of uses. Surrealism in his manifesto, surrealism, which is the art movement, which we're going to get to yeah. in un momento, mm-hmm. uh, but that's 1924, right? Uh, and we'll talk about uh, Apollonia in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brighton mm-hmm. uses it, and it's a uh, our trustful friend OED, who we're going to cheat on in a little bit with uh-huh. Merriam-Webster. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh says it's a movement in art and literature seeking to express the subconscious mind by any of a number of different techniques, including the irrational juxtaposition of realistic images, the creation of mysterious symbols, uh, art or literature produced by or reminiscent of this movement. So it's a movement, right? Um, And I think uh, one of the quotes, if that's not the thing that gets you, uh, one of the quotes... Which I cannot find now. I have it like all written down. Um, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. So the quote um, so that one of the authors that we read, um, who is art history expert Beth Gersh Nesik, uh, she said that the, one of the best ways to describe a surrealist uh, spirit, the surrealist spirit or surrealism, right, is from a poem by uh, La Tremont, uh, and. The line is the chance meeting on a dissecting table of a sewing machine and an umbrella. It's like kind mm-hmm. of absurd juxtaposition of things, and surrealism is like that. There's a few cool uh, artworks that you could look up 
Um, yeah. So can I can I add on? Yeah. To that? So like, I, this is what I was thinking of too. Like yeah. the the quote just reminded me that you just read of some of the key elements of surrealism, mm-hmm. which are which we have neatly bullet pointed here. But mm-hmm. for your reference, there one of them is that they really like that one poet that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and another poet who I think might be even more famous named Rambeau. Yeah. Rimbo, well, Baudelaire is really... Baudelaire, too. Baudelaire is really famous, Okay, too. so those are some other French poets from the 1800s that are pretty yeah. big deals. Yeah. So they like those guys. And what what else? What are some other things? Uh, and some of the other things is that they're willing to depict images of perverse sexuality, decay, and violence, so we mm-hmm. get sex again. Mm-hmm. Um, they explore the dream and the unconsciousness uh, as a valid form of reality. Um, one of the things that I had read mm-hmm. said that they go for... Like, they were really interested in, like, how children did art and how uh, patients in mental institutions did art, seeing that as kind of a real form of art as well. So looking at people who generally aren't perceived as artists and saying, Mm -hmm. that's art, man. Yeah. On the one hand, I like that. But on the other hand, we got to admit, some people suck at art. Yeah. What are we going to do about this? Yeah. I mean, that's a different different question. So so I think that uh, where this comes from as an art, which I think... On my reflection of 2016 and, and this word, this is, I'm going to come back to this. Yeah. But as art, it's it's moving away from, and again, not an art critic, so please correct us. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll change this in an episode if we need to. Yeah. But um, my understanding of what we read about it uh, is that it's moving away from you know like having ideas and being purposeful, like making a painting yeah. for a specific reason to depict a certain thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That instead, like, there's a lot of, you know, you just paint what you want to, paint what you, you know, like this thing, you know, not being, like, constrained as much, which yeah. I think makes sense. I think Freedom. that's a, in art, right? To kind of, like, burst out and not be constrained by form or by style yeah. or whatever and instead say, you know what, I'm a. It might be beautiful, but like I'm gonna use the same type of strokes that children use, right? Or like sure. I'm gonna go nuts on a page, right? Yeah. You know, just express pure anger on on a right, canvas right, and right. stuff like that. You know what this this reminds me of that you mentioned these mm. things. Those, that's an important part of surrealism, and it, it seems to me to be a precursor to some later art movements yeah. that maybe have, or maybe they just took pieces of it. Like for yeah. example, the Beats, right? Mm-hmm. Beatniks, you got um, uh, Kerouac. Whose book On the Road is one of the beat works that I'm thinking of, but there's also uh, Ginsburg. Yeah. Like these guys made stream of consciousness writing yeah. more popular. Yeah. I don't think they invented it, although mm-hmm. they would want you to think they did. Mm-hmm. But like it's probably comes from more of this time period. Like surrealism is all about that stream of conscious consciousness yeah. sort of writing and creating. Yeah, but I think stream of consciousness, I think is slightly different. Mm. So, like, like here one of the bullet points says an incorporation of chance and spontaneity, mm. right? Where, like, a stream of consciousness is kind of like, is a stream, right? While, like, mm. I feel like surrealism uh, is... Maybe more uh, is like cerebral. water being poured down a sidewalk and following where it will. Whoa. Right? That's an excellent analogy. I like that, right? Like, you know but, what, like, dude, a stream is, like, following one Words thing. for dinner 2017, then. <laughs> that, was, that was dope. I really like that. Our tagline. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah. So, I think that's, you know, surrealism. Or that's at least what we need to kind of have with surrealism. Because that's where we get into the word surreal itself. 
right? And the one thing that I guess before we talk about surreal is that a few of the places, and what I had mentioned earlier, is that Apollinaire mm. seems to have referenced it in like show notes to a play he did, yeah. uh, Parade, um, and he seems to have used the word surreal first. Yeah. But this is this is what's interesting again, right? Kind of like a cocktail. If you remember our episode on cocktail, yeah, I like right? that episode. Which that there's so much uh, controversy and where that word came from. Mm-hmm. It seems like the idea of surreal being a back formation of surrealism is different because surreal might have been used first, right? Well, then, that would that would change our entire view of it, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be a back formation. Then. Yeah, it wouldn't. And then surrealism would come from that. Yeah. But Weird. I guess it's about definition. So back formations have to do with definition, I looked up. Mm-hmm. And so surreal used to mean super real. Mm. Right, so it was the phrase "super real," not its own word. Does that make sense? I see. I see. Yeah. So it, it seems like Apollinaire was using it as "super real." So right. So the word "surreal" as we see it now yeah. is a back formation because it's based on the definition of the art movement, yes, and not of Apollinaire's. Not like the literal definition of it, which the etymology of it is "super real." Mm. That was very interesting. That's kind of cool, right? I'm learning something today. I feel. I feel good. Feel good right now. If I, I like it. I like it. I like learning stuff. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, then we got surreal. That's like really the word that we're more concerned with because yeah. I think like the art movement had its heyday in the twenties, right? Yeah, probably. It, and you know, I've also read when I was researching this, I read that it's not dead. No, Don't think no. surrealism is gone. <laughs> it is still there in all of its weird glory. Oh, I'm sure. We see all kinds of surreal writing to this day in oh, yeah. art, but. Uh, and of course, influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dali, Salvador Dali. Yeah, you got yeah. all these huge guys that are, that have uh, had uh, you know echoes throughout time. But surreal, the adjective, right? The first instance of that, it's defined by the OED as having the qualities of surrealist art, bizarre mm-hmm. or dreamlike. Yeah. So we see an instance in 1937 from Burlington Magazine. Uh, quote, some surreal influence haunts the regions of the Black Forest. Yep. Maybe Burlington Magazine's like a, a literary mag or something. And then we see it popping up a couple other times. The New York Times book review, 1952. Quote, I'll agree with that. However, I didn't select the surrealism, the distortion, the intensity as an experimental technique, but because surreality is surreal. Oh, that's clearly some sort of author or artist that's talking about their work. Yeah. Um, so it's it's entering into the common parlance there, right? Like people, yeah. artists are using it, and and it's appearing in art. And it was, what I'm noticing is that we got Burlington Magazine, New York Times Book Review. In 1956, we have Time. 1968, we have New Yorker. These are like these are journalist uh, journal, uh, uh, you know, like magazines and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they tend to be cultural commentaries. Yeah, which makes sense because if it's an extension of commentary on an actual art movement that would make mm-hmm. sense. So what I'm interested in is where it, where your average Joe starts using the word surreal. Yeah. Well, it seems like 50s and 60s. Maybe 50s and 60s. 68, <laughs> yeah. The New Yorker. That's We got what may be a, a film review from The New Yorker in 1968 yeah. saying, quote, a surreally... And that's adding an L-Y on the end, yeah. so that's an adverb there, right? Yeah. A surreally funny hour of film, which is goonish, rude, and altogether relieving. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, and it seems like it's kind of used, yeah, and then the surreally... I guess, like, people just don't use that adverb that much anymore. 
What, surreally? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Right? I'm sure if you were to go back and, like, one of the reasons that Merriam-Webster chose it is the, mm. you know, uh, mm. uh, how often it was used, the frequency. Wow, that word just... Frequency was hard for me. Yeah, it was yeah. hard. Yeah, well, it's 2017, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a new year. Well, Maybe yeah. we don't need that one. Good so movie, though. Good movie. Good movie. <laughs> Good movie frequency. Anyway, um, so anyway, so it seems like because of the frequency, I'm sure, surreally, right, was used. I'm sure we could, you know, someone could, like, very easily, like, just Google the word surreally and then a news story somewhere popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it seems that it starts being used a little bit more in the 60s, 70s. Which makes sense. Like you were saying, like that's a, the movement time, right? Yeah. That's the time where that starts happening and that starts coming about where like people are doing stream of consciousness more into that. You know, you get a lot of movements mm-hmm. around that that I imagine like the word surreal would come in. This is pure conjecture. But if if it's the 60s and 70s that the word starts becoming used more often in common language, right? More common. Because even at OED, the frequency of the word isn't very high, like how often it's used. Um, then, you know, drugs. Drug use is big that time, mm-hmm. right? Kind mm-hmm. of like free thinking, free thought, right? I'm trying to remember we were just looking sense. at the Merriam-Webster website. And yeah. Because you're talking about when, you know, the timing. Yeah. Didn't it say when Merriam-Webster put it in the dictionary? 1967. 1967, yeah. It supports what you're saying. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, dates to 1930s and was first defined in a Merriam-Webster dictionary in 1967. But Merriam-Webster's, uh, I guess, since 1828, right? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all these mm-hmm. dictionaries are like, we've been around forever. But, like, how big were they, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You want to transition into the next thing? Yeah. So, well, let's, Tell me more. Dude, let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah. You know, like the the, the more common uh, usage that maybe is moving a little bit away from the art crit usage. Yeah. And more into just everyday life. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Merriam-Webster, they have an entry on their site about this word because this is the word of 2016. Yeah. According to them. Interesting. You know. Now, if I were to choose another word for 2016. Um, it would probably be um, dumpster fire. <laughs> I heard a lot of people using that phrase. It's not a word, but like, you hear, you hear people using that yeah, phrase? It can be a word if it's hyphen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you jammed it together. Just jam it together. It's a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. A dumpster fire. <laughs> dumpster fire is the thing. You heard that, right? People yeah, I think so. Yeah. I didn't hear that too much before last year. Oh, really? I didn't hear it too much in 20, maybe 2015, but I didn't hear it like 2014 or earlier. You'd be like, dumpster fire, and I would just pee myself, because I'd be like, well, that is such a funny thing you just said. I never encountered that before. <laughs> anyway, Mary Webster chooses the word surreal. They say uh, they're, uh, they look, uh, when they're choosing these words of the year, at mm-hmm. the frequency of usa- usage, the volume of lookups online. So basically, yeah. Merriam-Webster is taking the easy way out. They're saying, let's just look at what Google says. Mm-hmm. Basically, Merriam-Webster is Googling stuff. Well, sure. No, no, no. I'm sure it, to uh, lookups that we track, right? Okay. Meaning it's got to be on their website. Like okay. how many people looked up the word like to define it to okay. see what it actually means. That, that uh, gives me a little bit more respect for Mary West. Yeah, and and there's a list of other words that are notable, right? That uh, that sent people to the dictionary. So meaning other words that people looked up a lot. Uh, a few that we really like, right? Um, but Revenant is one. Icon. 
uh, bigly, of course, uh, <laughs> deplorable, which is interesting, irregardless, uh, assumptist. Assumpsit? Assumpsit? I've never heard that word Me neither. before. Uh, feckless, and then a yeah. few phrases, right. right? Now, what's interesting to me, Michael, is that feckless, deplorable, feckless and deplorable are both buzzwords from the 2016 presidential campaign. So is bigly. Bigly is too. Mm-hmm. When was that one? I forget. Uh, that was uh, that was from like a a uh, um in the Orange Man's tweet. Oh great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, or I think I think it was from one of his tweets. Okay. Um, and Revenant was a film. Yeah, so I I feel like it was a very popular film, right? And so people were like, "What the hell? Is What's that a Revenant? Mean? Yeah, what the fuck?" I still don't really. I mean, like you know, I've played Resident Evil. Nice. And a Revenant. In my experience, is a zombie. he's hopefully a zombie. Yeah. If it's not a zombie, then I don't know what is going on. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you know, it seems like Merriam-Webster looks this up, mm. or at least like pays attention to what people look at. Yeah. Uh, and surreal is chosen, and they talked about having three major spikes in interest. They are all tied to major world political events. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that. Uh, Kind of seeing that, or assuming, because I couldn't find, because I, I did actually look up at one point uh, when Surreal starts becoming, like, used more often, right? Yeah, and it yeah. seems like no, like nobody really wrote no about it. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of things. I, I find a lot of stuff online when we look up words. It's like people who are like us. Yeah. But like unwilling to ch- like cite sources and check shit yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Um, which I try to mention <laughs> people's names and what we're using all the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ray yeah, Comfort, yeah. God, I want to meet him so I bad. Know, we do <laughs> anyway. So, um, <sighs> but like you know, people just say like, "Oh yeah, this right," and it's yeah. it's like I don't want to necessarily phrase that all the time. Mm-hmm. The things that I will is sometimes if I'll read something over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but I can't find the original source, like the Apollinaire thing, right? Yeah. I couldn't find the actual like like the ballet, the the, the, the ballet like show notes, yeah. right? But like four or five people said that, right. and it's in the OED that right. is so there. It's gotta be so it's true, gotta be like, around, right? So I trust it. But like a lot of people were like, "Oh, surreal!" Like people are using it here, mm. and uh, at one point, like somebody responded to something and said uh, that surrealists were poor anarchists. I was like, I don't think that's no, accurate. It doesn't at all. sound right. Yeah, uh. whatever. So it's stuff like that. But it, it seems you know that being said, it seems that. Surreal does seem to take off, and the, there's more quotes in the OED. You know, it's finally put in Merriam-Webster in the 60s. Around then, it seems to be used more, right? Or at yeah. least being used the way that we use it right? yeah. today. Right. Right. Uh, and it makes sense. There's a lot of high political time, right? And the things that I do know about that time, at least, yeah. right? Common knowledge stuff, right? That it, se- it seems to make sense that Surreal would... Tumultuous. Yeah. Right? The 60s was a very tumultuous decade, right? You yeah. got your civil rights, you got your... Oh. Bay of Pigs, you got your Cuban Missile Crisis, <laughs> you got your Kennedy assassination, you got your uh, Coca-Cola being okay. really a really big deal. All right. Shout out to uh, Pop vs. Coke episode. Nice. Uh, you got your awesome being used by surfers. Maybe that's wrong. Did I misquote one of our own episodes? I, I think you might. I, I don't, don't, I don't uh, that's Shout out to episode awesome. <laughs> uh, but so, well, you know, we'll just... 
I'll just be the downer here, yeah. right? So there are some specific events for 2016 yeah. that were mentioned by Merriam-Webster that were correlated with a higher volume in searching and reading and looking up the words of yeah. God. Uh, the Brussels terror attacks. Then in July, uh, the descriptions of the coup attempt in Turkey and the coverage of the terrorist attack in Nice. Mm-hmm. And then the largest spike followed the U.S. election in November. Yeah. Huh. So <laughs> what? So when you look at all these things, right, obviously mm-hmm. those terror attacks are absolutely the most tragic, effed up things in the world. Yeah. And probably, hopefully, outside the normal experience mm-hmm. of your average person. Yeah. So you have words like, I don't know, bigly, you have feckless looked up. You have mm-hmm. words like revenant. People are looking them up because they don't know what they mean. Yep. Right? I can understand not knowing off the top of your head what a revenant is. Yeah. That makes sense. I think surreal is more commonly used than those words. Yeah. And I think you and I walked in here knowing how what somebody would mean if they said surreal in yeah, conversation. Yeah, assuming what they would mean. Yeah, or assuming yeah, being yeah. able to put it together. Yeah, yeah. The cool thing about this word is it has the word real in it. Mm-hmm. The prefix gives you a, a context clue as to what the word means. So even mm-hmm. if you don't know it and you listen to context clue, you'd be like, oh, I mean, like, kind of not real, like mm-hmm. a little different from real. Mm-hmm. So I think most people kind of are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a different reason for the spiking going on than people yeah. looking up what it means. Although, you know, I can't speak for them. Maybe some people didn't know what it means. Or didn't. Yeah. That's possible. I think my theory, which is completely uninformed and inexpert, yeah. is that it's... People trying to come up with a way to describe how they feel. Oh, yeah. I think maybe that's not even my idea. But, like, I look at that explanation as a more plausible one than the people not knowing what it means. So I think think mine was going to be similar, which is, I think when... So it says here, and there's one other part of Merriam-Webster, which is, like, a description of... Uh, this longer, quote-unquote, it's not very long at all, um, detailed analysis of why they chose Surreal. Uh, but it seems like they're saying that periods of stress yeah. seem to motivate, like, looking up this word, right? right. And even here, the line that they, that they have here on their website is, Surreal is often looked up spontaneously in mm-hmm. moments of both tragedy and surprise, whether or not it is used in speech or writing. This is not surprising. We often search for just the right word to help us bring order to abstract thoughts, emotions, and rea- or reactions. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Surreal seems to be, for 2016, such a word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting that that's their idea, right? That's, that's their argument, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I think that, for me, it's similar to that, which is, when something happens that's cra- like weird or crazy or intense or different and you throw a word at it, yeah. I think that a lot of people go, wait, is that what I mean? Or yeah. they, they've heard people use the word. They're like, what do they mean by that? Right? Yeah. And I think that it, it comes around that. I think that so many people, and they're saying the biggest spike is after the U.S. election. Right? And I think, did we record the last? Yeah, we recorded the last episode when? Just before, just before the election, or was yeah, it after? Yeah, it might have been. No, I know we, no. we did record. Just we did record before. just before. I don't remember which episode it was. But, yeah. It's all right, but um, it doesn't matter. But okay. the the point is, is that like, 
it was a surprise. Yeah, right? it was a huge surprise. And I think surprise. that a lot of people were, like, very shocked by it. People who lot, were happy and not so happy were yeah. both equally shocked by yep. it. And I think that it was intense, and I think a lot of people, and there was a lot of pain from yeah. certain people. Yeah. And so surreal seems to come come from there. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's a good word. I think that of all the words that were chosen that we looked up because we wanted to do a word of the year episode of this one. Um, this is probably the one that seems the most balanced, right? Yeah. That it's not super judgmental. There's a little no. bit of judgment there. Yeah. But it's not super judgmental as some other ones were. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like it's recognizing the, the surprise, the, the bizarreness of it all, yeah. which is the connotation of the word. You know, that yeah. like the word has come to mean, like, I don't understand or... This is something I can't believe or don't get, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. What's fascinating to me, not to get more abstract on yeah. this dude, but, like, I'm just thinking as you're talking because you're saying some cool-ass shit, man. Like, I agree. You're beautiful, too. I like I like your brain, man. The, uh, the, I don't know. It's just making me think about the original appearance of the word. Yeah. The art movement, surrealism, blah, blah. Mm, it's just making me try to think about Andre Breton mm-hmm. and what was going on in his head. He had a crazy head. Yeah, because you read part of the mani- the Surrealist Manifesto, right? I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I don't blame you. I couldn't read more than a little bit in a sit. I mean, I just didn't have like, time. I didn't have time. I think to do if, it. I just, yeah, yeah, I think if like we both wanted to, we could. Yeah, I don't think we need to. Okay, uh, but it's written in a style that I would describe as surrealism, and yeah. I mean that in very specifically to describe the art movement yeah. that, he, that he helped invent. Um, it's uh, very much the sentences make grammatical sense, yeah. But the the overall meaning that comes out of it is weird, yeah. Sometimes nonsensical, okay. Um, and very much um, like only something that would be accepted by an audience looking to experience art. It would okay. never be accepted by, let's say. Um, a boss looking for a TPS report on what you're doing or yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. a traffic sign or like you know like come up with any written message that we have in society that has to, has a very concrete pragmatic purpose it would not it would not work yeah i got you so it's it's especially suited for art and for creating which is meant to express human emotions mm-hmm. right and transmit them in a certain way that mm-hmm. makes them effective yeah so that's what I'm thinking of Andre Breton, but I'm also thinking about the word real within it. And the, that's why I started thinking about his manifesto, because he sort of takes the long way around, and maybe if I'd been able to read more at the yeah. time, I would know, I could speak more on this. But his definition, which we talked about, I think he uses the word um, psychic automatism. Yeah. Which is a cool way of saying what we were talking about earlier. Like you sort of tap into your dreamlike self, your yeah. subconscious, the Freudian things like yeah. id, superego, all those things. Those things that are underneath. Mm-hmm. But he's also, when we have that word real inside, it's referencing that word. Yeah. So it's questioning the word real in itself, which is really cool. And, like, what is real for you? What do, what do you define as real? What do I define as real? It's yeah. probably different for everybody, but I think most people wouldn't disagree if we said, well, what's real? Well, it's like, what's in front of your face? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's your daily experience like? Mm-hmm. Do you encounter, um, like, a terrorist attack every day? Dear God, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Right? Probably not. So your daily existence is one of, like, you know, going to work, doing what you do at work. Yeah. And when you invent a new word that reflects off of that mm-hmm. it's sort of questioning it 
Oh, interesting. You know, so I don't know. I just find this to be interesting because if it's spiking, what that tells me is that people are, you know, Merriam-Webster's right. They're finding, they're trying to find a word to express, and like you said, they're trying to find a way to say tap in or order to abstract thoughts. Yeah. But it's maybe making people reevaluate what they think is real in the first place. Yeah. That's good. And that's kind of getting into your reflection of, like, the word in 2016, right? Do do you have other things, like, I guess, like, my question is, or what I was interested in, is, like, do you think that it's a good word for 2016, or would you have chosen a different word? You know, we're we're a word podcast, right? We are, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I feel like it's okay for us, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, For us to, you know, to to reflect back on this and say, do we like that word, right? Because I've already said I do like it, right? I'm not sure if I would have chosen it, but... Like would you would you have chosen that? Do you like? Do you think that it's a good word? Then Re- reflecting on what you just said is a good word for twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think it's really good. I think it's really good. I think yeah. I would have a hard time. I would be challenged to come up with a more appropriate word. I yeah. think one of the things that's good about this question is like you know the the bar is kind of low. Like mm-hmm. we can choose whatever we want. They can choose whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It's nice that they have some objective criteria and they're measuring the spiking in searches. That helps. Yeah, uh, but in my opinion, like personally <laughs> speaking, like I think it works really well because I had that very same experience. I didn't Google it, but I was feeling after all these events that they mentioned, yeah, the tragic events, the mm-hmm. election. I was like, man, this is not what I thought the world was like, mm-hmm. you know. And I think this happens in major life events that are sometimes dark. You yeah, know? like particularly let's like one thing while we're on these like sad moments like deaths right <laughs> yeah, of yeah. a loved one or someone who's close to you yeah. um, and it's funny that that comes up because this year that's not mentioned by Merriam-Webster but yeah. we had several high profile deaths this year that's true. we always do it happens mm-hmm. all the time but like you got Prince you got David Bowie you got um, Carrie Fisher a couple mm-hmm. days ago we've got uh, oh the, I'm forgetting important people too. there's a lot of, course, of yeah, there's yeah. several important people that died um, and you know, I I won't go off on a tangent or mm-hmm. a rant about how I think like people should probably be less bothered by celebrity deaths from yeah. people that they don't actually know. But you know, I like Prince, I like Bowie. These are their music's good. Mm-hmm. So with them not around, it changes your worldview. Yeah. So anyway, deaths. These are things that make you reshuffle the way that you see things. You well, can't talk to that person anymore. Yeah, you we're, you know. we're just talking about art, too. John Berger passed away. John Berger. Yeah. The Ways of Seeing yeah, author. Yeah, i got to read that, dude. Have you read that? Uh, parts of it. Is it good? Uh, I mean, the parts that I read were good. I, I, I read it to consider teaching it mm. in a comp class. So nice, like, nice. I was reading I about it, the same thing. Yeah, I was reading it going, I like it, yeah. but I'm not going to teach it, yeah. so I stopped and moved on to something. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So you do think that surreal is like a good word for 2016? Yeah, so yeah. do you? You think it's good? I, d- I do. I, I feel like 2016, there was a lot of talk about 2016 being over mm. and 2017 starting like, mm-hmm. 2017's going to be great. Yeah. It'll be so good. Dude. It's a brand new start. Right? Um, <laughs> which is it's the beginning of every year that happens, right? I said that last year at the beginning of 2016, I was like, 2016's my year. It is my year. It is. I feel it, right? Uh, yeah, and then yeah, that quickly yeah. fell apart. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, I think for me the word, or like I guess I have two words, or they're along the same lines, which is like preface or mm. prelude. 
I think 26, 16 is a preface or a prelude for what comes next. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, and like, you know, I don't want to get too, we don't want to get too political or whatever yeah. here. Because, yeah. you know, we're talking about words, but I feel like yeah. people talked a lot about 2016 being so terrible and 2017 is going to be better. But yeah. it's a prelude to yeah. 2017. I question right? that as well. Yeah. So, like, for me, I'm like, like people I don't are like, know. oh, whew, good thing we're over that. And it's like, we're, well, we're I don't going know. into okay. it, right? I don't know, dude. <laughs> 2016 <laughs> set up 2017. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like we're going to look at 2017, uh, or at least for a while, at least for the next, like, three months, mm. or maybe four months, look at 2017 with 2016 in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. right? And either some people will be like, yeah, you're right, that was really terrible, this is really great. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to look back and go, actually, that wasn't as bad yeah, as I thought so it was. This is worse. And I think I think that prelude is, is going to be more important. Mm-hmm. But I think that surreal is right. I think a lot of people were freaked out in, in 2016, a lot of things. Did you have to reshuffle on. or reorder the way that you view the universe? Yeah, a bit. I think that, I think that for a while questioning you know what we do or like things that make you happy you know like trying to figure out what do you do uh in in this world and multiple times so i'm not only talking about the election which it seems like i felt like i was there but i'm not i'm talking about all 2016 because i feel like you know when it comes to this podcast we were going through a lot we've had a few like you know, moments and you were in transition, mm-hmm. I might be in transition mm-hmm, soon, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of change in 2016 mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, just bizarreness, you know? Yeah, totally um, around the Around the time that uh, we had all those big celebrity deaths, yeah. same time that, um, you know, my really close friend's grandparents passed away. Oh, wow. And three of his four grandparents passed Ugh. away in 2016. So like and and two of them I was very I was close with yeah right oh, sorry, uh, man. and yeah it's okay it's okay and I, I don't mean <laughs> welcome to the comedy podcast <laughs> in which we talk about death <laughs> yeah, oh my god so but but I think like <laughs> but I think surreal having for me having you know these high profile deaths which like you I when a celebrity passes away I often will be like oh man we don't get any more from this person if I care about that person right um or if I find some sort of attachment to them right um but when it's someone close to you it's a different thing you know yeah and when that happened like that affected me deeply and it felt bizarre yeah. to live in a world without them yeah you know? yeah um and it's it's weird, and I feel like, you know, Merriam-Webster says that they define surreal as marked by the intense irrational reality of a dream, right? Mm-hmm. The intense irrational reality. And it feels like things, I thought things were going to play out very differently in the election, in the world in 2016, and they haven't played out that way. And so, but that's real, right? That's the way the world works, whether it yeah. be the Illuminati controlling everything from the background or whether it be just like people react differently to different things and like mm-hmm. therefore like reality is actually very unpredictable well, and I yeah, feel like when dude, like, so many people are sure that a thing's gonna go a certain way and it doesn't yeah. I think that's very shocking you know whether or not you're hurt or excited yeah. by this right yeah. I mean it's very different because I, I think a lot of people who you know who are in support of uh, of the president-elect Right, was very were very surprised. And, you know, they felt yeah. surreal, right? They're yeah. like, "Whoa, I can't believe this happened." And then you have people who weren't, right? A, ma- a lot of people, right? The majority of people who voted who weren't, and I feel many of them are like, "Oh man, 
you know? Yeah. Like, this is weird. I didn't expect this to happen. Dude, dude, I love what you're saying, man. I agree. Like, I think that's a great quote to think of, too, mm-hmm. in this context, too, that one you said where it's marked by the intense irrationality, yeah. irrational reality yeah. of a dream. So that makes me think of expectations, what you're talking about. Like, yeah. how we go about defining the real kind of, like, the intense irrational reality. That makes... That word rational makes me think of like expectations. Like, well, mm-hmm. what can you reasonably or rationally expect to happen when you wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, well, your bed's going to be there. Your room's going to be there. Mm-hmm. That cereal you bought yesterday is going to be downstairs. Yeah, You're yeah. going to be able to eat it. You know, like stuff like that. And like, it just makes me think like, we as people probably take a lot of mental shortcuts every day to reduce stress. Mm. We just depend on things and expect things to happen because they're quote-unquote rational. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. For the most part, right? For the most part. So when they don't, it's like very jarring. Yeah, and I think that a great small example of this is like going to the grocery store and I was trying to buy almond milk. (laughs) They didn't have yeah, 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 milk, yeah. right? I mean, you like, always drink it. No, no. I, I but you were expecting. Yeah, it. it's not like a holiday. I like it on the holidays. That's and, nice. And um, that's that's it's warm, man. It's but, a nice warm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like that. You're welcome. Kind of uh, but like good. something like that, or like you know, you you buy this one thing at the grocery store. And yeah. It's not. It's just not right. in stock that day, and you're like, it's like what? what? Yeah. There's no what? Yeah, because it's, it's such an expectation. I can use gross bread now, or like what? I gotta use like, you know, yeah, silk. Well, silk. Actually, silk dude, you know, I, I drink. Yeah, silk is pretty good. You know what you, you know what you got to get the vanilla kind. Yeah, no, that's that's you know about that, right? That's yeah. where they were out. Of. Oh, oh, right. that's what I wanted, and they were out of it. You know, the only reason I drink uh, soy milk, almond milk, whatever, yeah. is cut down on milk, dairy. The reason mm-hmm. is not because I can't eat dairy. No, don't worry about me, folks. I like dairy. It's just that I eat so much of it uh, that I gotta cut it out in some places yeah. for my health. I got you. Know you. I got you. Too much cheese. Can be bad. It can be bad for yeah. your body. Okay. But anyway, so just to wrap this up, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you feel me? Like the expectations yeah. that we have, right? But it's like, man, how do we protect ourselves from being punched in the face by the universe again? That's <laughs> what know. I'm wondering. I think I think 2017, right? The word to keep forward in that respect, right? Is just perseverance, right? Mm. Or like dedication. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just getting getting into it and, like, being ready to do what you need to to make the world better and do better things, right? Yeah. And hopefully, you know, our, our little podcast, a little, nice, nice little distraction for people, mm-hmm. right? A nice little a nice little moment to get the, the brain massaged, you know, so gently. gently. We don't want to massage too it too much. Because then you right? have some concussive problems. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to keep true. your brain case in the right yeah. spot. And just don't jar it too much. Don't jostle. Fact, fact. Concussions occur most often in academics mm-hmm. and NFL players. And yeah, and the academics is because <laughs> they're just have, thinking too much. You have your student meeting. The student leaves, and yep. then when you close the door, you smash your face against the wall. Oh, oh, yes. That's I was thinking that? of that. I was trying to make a more subtle joke. I, I do that. I wasn't, <laughs> never mind. That's not what you don't do it anymore. That doesn't do it anymore. anymore. <laughs> no. Now it's smashing my head into the window. But that's for different reasons. Gotcha. And it's because the window You're feels to nice. Escape. Against my, yeah. <laughs> trying to escape. It's just my like new a job. bird that's just like flapping. Like you know how birds are yeah, stupid. Birds are stupid. They were just so dumb, man. They just fly into windows that are closed. They taught. They taught ra- was it ravens or crows? Yeah. To use a vending machine. What? Yeah. <laughs> crows can use vending machines. I'm not. I'm not. What even are you talking lying. about? I think it's just, crows. It's the, gotta be crows. I'm pretty crows, sure it's crows. Do ravens prefer? 
Mr. Goodbar over Twix or like no? It? Well, I mean, they were using a vending machine that you know put out seeds. Oh, oh, oh that's. <laughs> I mean, clearly, you know what? That would be way or healthier. Like food that's for, way healthier than the than a Twix bar for a bird. That's. I mean, this no is much just, a bird would love ridiculous. a Twix, man. I doubt it. Be eating it for two years, possibly. They would become bird obese. Bird obese. In like five minutes, the bird would be too fat to fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would be like, and it would like flap, and it wouldn't get off the ground. I feel like your your understanding of uh, of anatomy or science is just limited. Bird obese. Um, but I do want to get to exquisite corpse. Do you want to explain okay. what an exquisite? Yes. Uh, what the, what the word I just said is yes, exquisite corpse. Thank you. So, this is a game, folks. You've mm-hmm. entered the game portion of our show. Woo! Um, From death to games. <laughs> We're doing surreal right here. We're doing surreal right. This uh, this word, uh, the surrealists of the 20s, uh, came up with this game. Mm-hmm. It's called Exquisite Corpse. Um, don't ask me why they call it Exquisite Corpse. I don't think they can even explain. Well, the reason is it comes about uh, in the course of playing the game. And this is how the game works, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's used to suppress the guarded mind, a.k.a. let chance play its role, the creative juices flowing, right? So the first sentence that was composed using this game, ah, that's why. Yeah. The first sentence was composed, and this is this is what it was, quote, the exquisite corpse will drink the new wine. Nice. So that's a sentence that came about, and this is how it works. You... Right, uh, it's a, it's a group game, you know. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Probably better for a small group than two or three people. But anyway, um, or actually, maybe like I don't know. Maybe Large more. groups are fun. So fun. in yeah, we've done versions of this in poetry classes mm-hmm. before. I don't know if you've done it in fiction or any creative writing mm-hmm. classes, but you have everybody write down a line of poetry, mm-hmm. and then you read it at the end. That's actually cool. That's pretty cool. I'm actually worried about what our sentence is going to be. It might make it's, zero sense. It's going to make zero sense. So. Uh, what you do is, if you want to play this game at home, which I recommend yeah. you do, you uh, get your group together, you write a word, you fold the paper so the next person cannot see it, and mm-hmm. they write a word, fold again, and so on until you're done. Yep. So we are going to read ours now. Yep. Prepare you yourself it for you the best thing in the world. We, I just unrolled it. You can hear it on our brand new mic. You could probably hear everything that we did today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you wrote two words on one, mm-hmm. so you cheated. <laughs> Um, you're a traitor. Um, we knew that. Are you are you ready? Yeah. You want me to read it to you? I want you. I want you to read it. <laughs> I do. The hawk is fined, and but the strange socks only feed excrement. Ed. <laughs> I'm gonna read it slowly. The last one. I'm gonna read it slowly. Hold on, hold on. Just for the reference. <laughs> this is funny because you said the last word was a mistake. Yeah, I meant to, I meant to write end. Uh, but, it's but I missed the N, and I just let it happen, right? Nice, I mean, because nice. surrealism. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'm going to read a little bit slower yeah. so that people can follow at home. Okay. The hawk is fined, and but the strange socks only feed excrement, Ed. Dude, that just blew my mind. That's actually man. pretty cool. You know what's cool is like that's that fun. Was, it was grammatically incorrect, but less yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. We both actually went for uh, like ands, buts, and those yeah. around the same time. Those so. are needed. Yeah, it's sort of like we're talking about a sock bird that's eating poop. Kind of. <laughs>
Yeah. Which is very, really, very that sums it up for me. That sums up my 2016. Sockbird, man. Sockbird. Obese bird. Bird obese sockbird. Oh, my God. So ridiculous. Poop. Why do people <laughs> stay around? <laughs> Why do people listen to this? Okay. Not a lot of people listen. No, no, no. We got about 20. A solid, like, 24 people. It's more than that. I think it's about 24. It's also the, you know, the incoming president doesn't read, so it, the chances of us getting listened to by the president of the United States just it's went high. up. It's high. It's yeah. high. He doesn't read. What, what else is he going to do with his time? I, I mean, he's not going to be doing that much, so. Okay. But, uh, so it's the end. I wanted uh, quickly to add, because we're going to do our ending stuff in a second, let mm. you know where, where it is that you can reach us. I'm going to mm. shoot mm. over to Max for that. Mm. But... We have, uh, hopefully Max will add at the end, uh, at the end of, you know, all the technical stuff, a nice special, like, two-minute little excerpt of us going off about surrealism. So we know we got real. You like what we did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, for a little bit. But we got surreal before, in the beginning of our recording a little bit. So hopefully, you know, we'll put that at the end. Be a nice little way to... To ease out of the seriousness here. We did actually. We're surreal a lot of the time. Yeah. Like off mic, I think we're more surreal than anything. Yeah. Where can we... Speaking of surreal, <laughs> where can people pretend to reach us? Oh. Because we've been MIA for the last three weeks mm. off of social media. Indeed. Uh, just checked it the other day. Mm. Nobody has contacted us. Okay. <laughs> so we're set. So nobody knows. So we're, what you're saying is we're all caught up. Yeah, we're all we're all caught up. Okay, uh, we had a uh, a spam email from Stitcher. Oh, that's thanks, you, Stitcher. I, I, think we, I think we saw that together, well, right? Yeah, it was a that's woman. True. It was a woman asking us if we wanted to see her or her body. be around her. Was it SoundCloud or was it was it Stitcher? Was it, it was Stitcher? Uh-huh. Yeah. So well, someone on Stitcher was like, "Oh my God, you guys are so hot." Actually, if that would have happened, I would have believed it was real. But it was something uh, like. Please touch me here. Click here to touch me. Yeah, and then there was, was like, weird. extra periods. It's yeah. Like, you know what? Can we just... Oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, can we just say one thing, okay? <laughs> like, spam. Spam bots. Yeah. Uh, Tay Diggs. Whoever. If you're a robot. Tay Diggs. <laughs> Tay Diggs is not a robot. He is our actual friend. He loves this podcast. He loves it. He loves it. He listens to it all the time. I'm sorry, Tay. My bad, man. I got frustrated for a second. I'm sorry. This is my point. I got a little loud there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> spam spam bots just grammatically correct man just have a just maybe write a sentence that makes sense you're gonna get a lot more poor suckers buying your stupid crap or whatever just write a sentence that's correct man no nah, nah, there are some out there that are clever oh, more really? clever right oh, well, okay. but I feel like those like those are the ones that are so obviously yeah. bad, right? Yeah. But I think that some people just like skim things. It's click. like yeah. if you can come up with a program or pay a person to send out a gazillion of your stupid emails, you yeah. think you would proofread it like maybe once? No, nah, man, proofread proofreading is for suckers. Yeah, you know what? We're English teachers. We are biased. <laughs> Clearly, nobody but us proofreads anything. Yeah, okay. that's true. So <laughs> where where can they reach us, Max? Your good question. They can reach us at wfdpodcast at gmail mm-hmm. or on Twitter. At words for dinner, the four is the number four. Words for dinner. Nice. And then we also got Stitcher. Yeah. We got uh, Google Play. Google Play. We got Podbean.com, which mm-hmm. is our main hub. Mm-hmm. You can download all our episodes from all those places. But most importantly, you go to iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm your average iTunes user. Yeah. I'm like, iTunes. Go to the That's the average iTunes user. This is what they sound like. iTunes. 
There you go, that's better. How delectable. (laughs) They go to the top, and they search for the best podcast in the world. Of course, we do not come up. We're working on that glitch. Yep. (laughs) We we have a ticket in at Apple right now. For the time being, since the best podcast in the world doesn't work as a search term, just look for words for dinner. Yep. Get it, and then when you listen to us, rate us. Yeah. And we'll leave a little comment. We'd yeah. like to see your... We'd like we to hear have, from you. And we have a second comment, right? We do. Uh, from yeah. Bree Bear. Shout out to Bree Bear. Yeah. Like, Thanks. we don't know who that is. Well, I don't know. No idea. No idea. Totally know who that is. It's somebody who might have two giant googly eyes on her door, one of which is actually missing. Yeah. You know what's great is that she's not going to listen to this mm-hmm. um, <laughs> until, like, way, way later. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> 2018. Yeah. So the only episode she listened to early was the Literally episode, which That's she then one. makes a comment on oh. on iTunes yeah. before the Literally episode came out. Oh, man. You know what? That's, Kids these days. Yeah, right? that that's really, what I'm saying. Well, you know what? She was But eager. it was nice. She was nice. She's excited. Yeah. She's excited. Uh, but yeah, so that's great. Please let us know if we messed up anything mm-hmm. or if you guys have any interesting words or phrases or things that you'd mm-hmm. like us to look mm-hmm. into or get our own ideas. We will start being active on Twitter again soon. We're going to up. I know. We're going to send a picture of our new mic. Oh I'm going to almost God. get a picture of it. Yes. I'm going to post it on the Twitter. Mm. But you know why? Why? Because it's really attractive. It's a good looking mic. It is actually. It's beautiful. Right now, I'm looking. I can almost see myself, and it's like beautiful, reflective metallic surface. I know. Oh man, I just want to sleep with it. And it's, yeah, I, well, I've napped with it. You have. It's I nice put it in this foam little case, mm. and I just like cuddled it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, because I didn't want to damage it. Right. That's the other thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it's very expensive. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Ed Ucation. Hmm. The thing that everybody wants, mm. but nobody seems to work for. Well, you know, that's... Actually, I want to meet him at Ucation. Yeah. Uh, well, the U is his middle name. Cation is his last name. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Ed Ucation. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Upside Down Sewing Machines and uh, Right Side Up Umbrellas. Nice. So, uh, keep those in mind. We're going to uh, see you next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year as well. Have a wonderful 2017. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You know what we should do? We should get a spider monkey up in here, man. And podcast with a spider monkey. No, man. I mean, that's... that's that. We should that makes too go, much sense. We should go to the spider monkey. Yeah. That's what's real. Go to the monkey. Go to the monkey. Go to the monkey. Go to the monkey. <laughs> <laughs>